birthday. Sean Six from the Liquid Conversations, and I'm here with who? Black Top Mojo. Black Tar Heroes. Me. And Dot. Wait, Mojo? <laughs> yeah. Did we decide to go with Mojo? Whatever. Oh, okay. So we were having long, drawn-out, Jack Handy kind of conversations the last couple of days. Yeah. We kind of had this concept that you have no backup plan. No. We barely even have a regular plan. (laughs) (laughs) Do I really look like a guy with a plan? I'm more like a mad dog chasing cars. I wouldn't know what to do if I got one. (laughs) We didn't even have a good answer to that. If you ain't first, you last. <laughs> so if you if you have no backup plan, do you literally put everything in your life into this? All the eggs are in one basket, Sean. I'd like to answer that question with another question. <laughs> if you're that bad at planning and plan A doesn't work, do you really think plan B is going to work either? Hey, fair. Damn, fair. And wow, that actually came from the drummer, too. I don't, under- I don't understand that. <laughs> Just take a lot of naps back there and journal during the set, you know? Yeah. I'm pretty bored. During the set? <laughs> yeah. yeah. During the set. So you're putting everything, all, all your eggs in one basket. You have no backup plan. Do you think that as a band that makes you guys better than other bands out there because you're literally throwing it all out there? I like think literally it, putting it all yeah, out there. Literally putting it. I think it makes it a hell of a lot easier for us because uh, all of our priorities are exactly the same. Like we all have the exact same priority. No, There's no other guy that's like, you know, hey, I need to go off and do this or, you know, this and that. And it's all just the same goal. Which That's makes, also making the assertion that we're better than anybody else. Yeah. We're not. We're not. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's so great when you're self-defeating when you say stuff like that. Yeah. No, I just don't. I really look at it like uh, I'll defeat myself all day. It's not it's not that it's not that it's it's that. And it's and it's not that, you know, I don't think that we're good. It's just uh, I think one cool thing about music is that you can love something that's complex, something that's simple right. and everything in between. And I just think that what's cool about music is when some people want to compare bands and they say, oh, this band's better than that band or better than that band. I mean, in some cases, it's like the music is crap and they're just really awful. But for the most part, like the bands case. that we go play with and the bands that we go play, like I don't want to compare Seether to Incubus. Right. Like I love both of those bands, and they're different. And so that's that's all. Like really, all my point is. Well, then maybe I should be a little more specific with the question. Do you think that- maybe you should, Sean? <laughs> Do, you- Do you research? <laughs> I don't have any sense of smell. <laughs> Do you think that you're talking about not being better than any other band that's out there? Maybe being just more dedicated or more driven makes gives you an advantage as a band. I think it gives us an advantage over a lot of people that try to start, you know, down this path and everything. Right. I think a lot a lot of people crash and burn before they even get off the ground. I'm not comfortable with a line of questioning. <laughs> well, you don't really have a choice. <laughs> So you were talking earlier about how you're going to potentially break the news to your... Oh, Don't do it. For the record, he's not talking to Cat, Matt, or Kiefer. You gotta All right. Go. Next you gotta, question. You got you to gotta let him go home first. <laughs> oh, there we go. All right. That answered that question. <laughs> I didn't even have to ask the question. You literally answered it no. right there. <clears throat> so watching you guys play tonight, something slightly different than my other experiences of watching you guys play. I watched you guys play to a very small crowd in a slightly odd room. Yeah. It's a little different. You had friends and family come in, basically. You did too. Yeah. Which do you prefer more? Would you rather have a small group of people in the room that you were 
close with or were comfortable with, or would you rather play to 2,000 people on the other room? I think they both have their good and their bad. Like, it's pretty, I don't want to say easy, but it's pretty, it is pretty easy. It seems like, you know, to get the energy out of a whole crowd of like 2,000 people and just being right. like, are you ready to rock? And, right. you know, everybody, yeah. You know, the kind of mob mentality helps out a lot. But if you can, it's a fun challenge to be able to win over a room of like 20. When, when you have people, that you know? limited amount of people in the room, especially yeah. if you know them, it becomes way more personal. Yeah. It's a lot more. Uh, Do you feel, would you feel more pressured actually playing to people that you know than people you don't yeah. know? Yeah. yeah absolutely. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Especially when they're like in a room like that, when they're right there and like they can see everything. They can see all well, the expressions the most, on your face. The, like, you one of the I mean? most nerve wracking shows that we had this year was to, for me, was when Juanita Copeland that runs okay. the studio in uh, Nashville that we recorded Burning right. Chips at. Sounded for it. She like, she loved like, she loved the band from the get go, but like it had been a year and a half or two years and she's still never seen us live. Right. And like, she was so supportive and so cool and she posted on Facebook and stuff about us and she was just really complimentary of us and everything, but she still hadn't seen us live. She's our Nashville mom. And so when she showed up at that show, I was like sweating bullets. Like, and we'd been out for, I don't know how long, like weeks. And I was Did not it feel like nervous. you had to impress her? I just wanted to because she's like a really sweet lady. I mean, it's it's literally like somebody it's, we look it's up like to. Having your, yeah, it's like having your family. Yeah, you don't want to let her down. Yeah. We just didn't want to let her down because she had such high expectations and hopes. Yeah. That's, okay. Super That's fair enough. Yeah. Well, whether she did or not, we felt like she did because she spoke so highly of us and we felt like she just expected something great. So from seeing you guys play in Michigan and watching you guys play tonight, I saw a look on your face that was different. Like you, like face? you felt comfortable on stage. Yeah. But you felt a little bit of pressure, too. I did. It was because of the family, and it was because of those damn lights in that room. You couldn't see anyone. It was, like, literally just a black As small space. as the room was, you couldn't see 10 feet. Yeah. It was crazy. So it felt like you were singing into the abyss a little bit. <laughs> Fair enough. But, yeah. No, was- so you... you- Feel more pressure playing to a smaller band or a smaller room Definitely. because you know them or because you're What's familiar that? with them in general. It's harder to hide mistakes in a room like that, too. So that, that's a really good point. Like um, you you kind of get put in a position where you kind of get almost really kind of backed into a corner when you think about yeah. it. Yeah, because you have you want to impress somebody, you want to make somebody happy that they came or that somebody's opinion means something to you. Yeah. So on the other side of that, do you ever have moments where the opinion doesn't matter? Yes, but that's easier for me because I'm back there behind the drums. Yeah. Well, yeah, you, you're a drummer, dude. You don't know. Yeah, doesn't matter. So what, I mean, what is those moments where you, the opinion doesn't matter? Well, it's not like it's a it's a bitter type thing for me. But it's like you're talking about. You sometimes you feel like you're backed up, you know, into a corner or something. Right. When we were getting ready to play at American Airlines, you know, there was like every every emotion was going through when we walked out because that was the worst part. Was we walked out and stood behind the stage for a minute, and sure enough, we look up and we see some like family and friends like up in the nosebleeds, and they can see us. And uh, as we were getting ready to go up there, that just, like, made it worse. I just, like, looked down and, like, walked away. I was like, oh, my God, this is about to happen. And then, like, at some point or another, it's about, like, 
probably, I would assume, not that I've done it, but it's probably about like jumping off of a plane. You know, it's like at some point or another, you just got to jump. And, you know, it's that fight or flight, you know, kind of mentality. And it's like, we've been doing this also for a long time. We have a 20 minute set. You know, this is what we do at some point or another. It's this is what we do. That's your so swing for, the, that's your swing for yeah. the fence moment. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Like you don't have, you don't really have an option to fail yeah. at that point. And that was when I was like in massive, massive back pain. So it was kind of like, you know, Before the dog the with a broken leg that bites his own owner, you know, like I would have probably done that at that point, you know, I was ready to just go out there and I was like, man, I've been out here hurting all day. We might as well leave it all out here. And what are you going to do? Because ultimately you can worry about it all you want, but people either like your music or they don't. And all you can do is leave it all out there. I mean, it's just like playing sport, playing baseball, doing whatever. In essence, you hope that they like it enough to be Absolutely. a new fan to you know buy the music yeah. to buy the merch go you know buy the ticket to go see you play but you don't try to stress about it too much where well and then we got booed off the stage so i thought i would change up my <laughs> you know approach we did not we could have we could have it would have been a good easily. story yeah so i mean that's kind of interesting you talk about that because I know a band in Philly that actually did the same thing. They were part of that whole contest too and they yeah. ended up playing also there. Is that, is that something where as a band you want to enter those contests to play with that band? or Dude, we, it, didn't, we didn't make a habit of that at all. No. Right? That was Kiefer. Kiefer saw it. Kiefer answered just, that. I, said, I saw it and I, I was like, dude, let's just, let's just see what happens. I mean, yeah. we weren't looking to win it or it was yeah. just really for a goof. Yeah. And a couple yeah, weeks later, later Live Nation calls. called us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then it called got me up real, on the phone, quick. and I was like, oh. Yeah. It, you know, that's for some bands to be part of that whole kind of battle of the bands kind of competition thing. A lot of bands find that overly demeaning. Oh, oh we wouldn't. We'd never do that again, See, that, man. We had an awful a, experience with that. That one wasn't necessarily a battle of the bands. That was right. literally like they're, they picked it. So, right. like, it's you submit your stuff, they picked it. There was no, like, right. hey, go vote for our band on this right. thing. You know, it, it, it wasn't nothing like that those those are always pretty demeaning because it's like they're just trying to collect clicks well, on it, their on their it, stuff it, it feels really like, kind of no. for the most part just says that you know you're just another one of those people wanting to be the cool kid when you're yeah. involved in something like that so yeah we're definitely not cool so i think keeper's wicked cool i mean he thinks he's much <laughs> whatever Shut up. <laughs> I, you know I, it's like i've been telling you john since you got here you know we are the best of the best <laughs> uh, you know if you ain't first your last type thing. I wake up in the morning. I uh, we piss excellence. That's all I got to say. About you piss excellence. Yeah, we, we, uh, we, uh, we watch a lot of movies. Well, it's better than pissing razor blades. Yeah. So. Yeah. I agree with that, sir. <laughs> I agree with that. He was What's raised by the TV. Yeah. No, there's not. But I, I mean, hell, you know, so out of all this time that you guys have been on the road and looking at how things have went, obviously the band has kind of gotten to the point where you're getting enough recognition, you're getting enough attention about stuff, it's starting to make sense. Like things are starting to move forward in a, in a good direction. Out of the amount of time that you've been on the road, what would you have changed? What would we have changed? Yeah. As far as just the way we got here or well i mean like going out is there something you know uh you know would you change something logistically would you change with a different person being involved as far as like you know management or you know stuff like that what would you do i wouldn't differently? do it. i wouldn't do anything differently so you just let it happen the way it did we're pretty pretty happy to be where we're at right now sometimes you can uh be your own worst enemy if you uh 
try to interfere too much, you know. Do they, they call that don't overthink it? Yeah, yeah. Common sense, man. Don't overthink That's it. Can't. Like when when you're, we first you're getting you're that good. good, dude. When we first started, I was uh I was gonna let you say. Did you want to say? Something? No, I was just saying like you know through all the trials and stuff that we've been through. I mean, and everything, all the growth that's happened just as right. individuals and as a band. Yeah, I wouldn't change a thing either. Yeah, yeah we yeah it we learned better. For we it. learned a lot of things, you know, along the way about us and ourselves, and you know, looking back on it too, there was things that I see now that we weren't ready for. You know, like that we wouldn't have been ready if things had happened faster. But as we, much as you want it, but we, you, but yeah, we couldn't let it happen yeah, that way. Yeah. And mix mix that in with the fact that you appreciate it that much more when things start happening. I, got, I didn't want to. Well, before I, before I get off of that, when we first got started, I was asking everybody questions because I mean, why not? Like you know, right. a good way to get knowledge is to ask right. people that you know at least the closest people to you. And that's one of the things too that like I didn't I didn't quite understand it. A lot like a lot of people really couldn't give me a lot of advice. And uh, now I understand why because the one the one thing that I've said a thousand times and I'll keep saying is no band walks the same path. The best piece of advice anyone ever gave me. I asked all kinds of questions. I got all kinds of other things told to me. Tried to weed out the good. Use common sense. You know what makes sense, what doesn't. And but that's the one thing that really stuck with me because there is none of this makes any sense anyway. When you're trying to get things off the ground, you need breaks. This you is need a very luck. convoluted kind of yeah thing. right way to do yeah. it. And somebody's going to catch a break one direction, and you don't even know why. And and I was literally it all blends into what I was literally talking to my girlfriend about today. I told her that I almost felt weird about the email that we got. I don't I don't really want to say anything about what it was, but what we got about you know crossing the pond or whatever. Uh, I was like, you know, it's just weird because you work really hard and you think almost at certain times that like, man, something should break through here. And then you're sitting in a garage and you get an email and you're like, holy crap, there it is. You think about that for months or years. You want it so bad. And then when it does happen, you're like, well, what do I do now? Well, and, and I told her, it's like one of those things like that different personalities deal with different things. But like for me, it's kind of like, it's weird to me to think that the same show that we played in that room could get played on that stage. And, you know, you're, you're tempted to be like, do we have to do, do we need to do something more? Or is that right. why we're here that we shouldn't change anything? I mean, it's, it's weird, man. It's like, uh, there, there's some sort of greater plan involved that we're not necessarily aware of until after it happens. Yeah. Yeah. And when you are on, that's one thing too. Like, I think the conclusion that I think I've kind of circled back to, cause I've thought about it a lot is one thing about this band is it's everybody on stage playing their instruments and everything you're hearing is real and it's not a tape and it's not backing tracks and it's nothing but what's coming out of that, you know, those amplifiers and, and that mouth. And so it's kind of like, well, man, you know, if, if that's what, if that's what got us here, then abs- then we're not going to change a damn thing, man. I mean, like if, if that's why we're here, then don't overthink it and don't do too much. Get up there and be grungy and be real and rock it the hell out. And if there's some mistakes, that's rock and roll, baby. The reason I ask that because you have so many people now, the whole idea of creating the band and there's so much statistics to it. People are saying, well, you have to have this certain look. You have to, you know, have this certain path that you're going to go on. 
So there are all kinds of people in the industry, so yeah. to speak, that have theories on how you have to do things the right way. Yeah. A lot of them will be looking for new jobs soon. <laughs> There's no soul in numbers, man. And it, well, and the thing about it is There's all no these people, all these people that are coming up with these grand schemes on how to do all this stuff, none of them actually playing a band. <laughs> don't don't, don't, don't get the, don't I get see the what you're started. doing right now, and I don't like it. <laughs> don't get the boys started. I'm not, gonna, I'm not taking the bait, man. He's good. Oh, he's good. He's good at it. It's very subtle. I feel like Gene Simmons said it best. It doesn't matter how you look, how good you are. It's how you present it. And that's always stuck with me. A lot of people refer to that as fake it until you make it, really, for exactly. the most part. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't even know if it's so much fake it until you make it. I just think it's just like be the best that you can be as an individual and as a band, and something's going to come out of it. Well, I mean, you can't clearly be. Even if it's bad as, reviews. You can't, <laughs> you, can't be, you can't be as good as him. So, I mean, you, you know, if you're... <laughs> Well, Nobody what I was going to say, or Nobody you really wake can. up in the morning and, like I said, piss out excellence, uh, you know, and just be the best of the best. Can't even uh, work on your talking. Yeah. Work on my talking. I've got a few years, okay? Work on not stuttering when you yeah. brag on yourself. Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> good, 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 good. I got a good, 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 good brain. Look, I'm, I'm good. not good. I'm not good. I'm not good right. talking good about myself, okay? It's hard for me. Sean's been trying to get me to do it all, this, whole, this whole time, man. This whole hey, you time. Hey, Everybody. everybody Everybody has a thing they're good at. We're just trying to figure out what the years is. Well, it ain't singing. That's definitely not it. <laughs> what else? What else? Um, I can't even remember what the hell I was about to say. It will come back. Yeah. Well, ultimately, I think it doesn't matter, man. You know, like we we love what we're doing, and we seem to find the people here and there that love what we're doing. And I would love to keep it that simple, you know. Yeah. And I know it's going to get more complicated, and I'm worried about that. And I don't, but I would really like to make it a point to focus on that. It's like, you know what, man, there's a lot of people that, well, not a lot of people, there's a few people yeah. that come out and they really love, you know, they really love the music. And sometimes I don't even understand why, but it seems like that the bands that have succeeded the most <laughs> are the ones that have really not been overly concerned about it. Right. You know, the ones that like basically just said, eh, screw it, we'll just do whatever. Yeah. Those are the ones that come out with the most amazing stuff, have the longest career. I mean, even like, you know, we were talking about earlier tonight about, you know, uh, the guys from American Pickers finding the old Aerosmith tour bus. That was, yeah. When Aerosmith yeah. started, they really, it was just like, whatever. Let's, you know, just let's have a good time let's playing. And if somebody pays us, that's great. Now look at them, you know, 40, 40 years later. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and also like one of the things that when all this stuff came along, man because I, I mean I was we've all been listening to music for a long time you know and I remember I remember when all the I remember when all the stuff the post grunge stuff happened and took place and everything and I was there through all of that and I watched some of these artists kind of fall off that had been like kind of rising and it kind of like and then you had the guys that kind of made it through like the shine downs and some like that that kind of went along uninterrupted and then on the other side of that it seemed like to me then it was the whole rocks dead kind of thing right. started coming up and blah 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 and it's like rock and roll has always to me from i mean like i said this is just my opinion, but rock and roll has always had so much to do with authenticity. So when everybody used the same producer and everybody had the same drum sounds and everybody had the same crap that was digitized and all of the records sound the same, it's like pop country music. It's all the same drummers. It's all the same guitar players, as opposed to in rock, it was different drummers and different guitar players, but it was all the same sound and you couldn't differentiate any of it. And the words were all I'm broken and I'm tore up and it was all sad and just awful and everything like Lost what? 
what the hell? What the hell? Yeah. In that case, it was a lot comparable to country music. Yeah. <laughs> but like literally it was all like this despair and this awfulness and everything else. And it's like, but it wasn't about something. It wasn't a story. It wasn't about something somebody went through. It wasn't relatable. Right. So no wonder rock died because it was all the same crap and nobody was writing anything that really seemed like it was even from their own heart. If, it's cool to write a broken hearted song if you're really right, if you're really broken hearted. Really broken hearted. <laughs> but if you're just trying to sell records, people are going to see through that crap. And I think rock fans see through it more than anybody else. You know, that's an interesting point you make right there, because when you think about look at literature, okay, so you have somebody that writes fiction. Sure. It's all crafted. None of it's real. Yeah. And they sell, you know, millions of books and make a ton of money and people eat that up. But if you're in an art form like music and you try to do that, you would think it would work, but it doesn't. Well, even the fiction writers, though, I music like is special, man. And people, I mean, you know, I mean, it's not it's definitely not the same thing, man. I don't think it is. I mean, you have the you have the opportunity to some people. And this is one reason, you know, and I can I feel like I can say this even more because I appreciate the way Matt writes. And I can I don't consider myself a writer at all. I consider him a writer because he can look at a situation. He can be affected by something from the outside, put a spin on it and turn it into something that makes sense and is a eloquent way of putting a situation. And I can't do that. The reason I mentioned the literature is because you have a lot of bands that are writing song lyrics based on poetry. Read that. I don't read but many books. Oh, that's right. You, Speak English, Doc. You wanted, you wanted me yeah. to put it in there. Yeah, We're you, not there scientists. You're, you're, you're the type of person who doesn't read a lot of books. So mm-hmm. Don't read a lot of books. Except Lone Survivor. Shout out, Mark. Here's the, the thing. You know what? <laughs> even, if you don't, even if you don't read a lot of books, Keeper knows everything, so he'll be able to fill you in. Oh, oh yeah. That's where I get all my advice. I get that. I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> Well, the, the thing about it is that you look at a lot of bands write lyrics and stuff like that. It's, it's basically considered just musical poetry. Yeah. Okay. So if you think about somebody writing a poem, all that could be completely fabricated. It doesn't have to have any basis in reality whatsoever. Yeah. So why does that work putting it down on paper, on your computer screen or whatever? But as soon as you get up on a stage and you try to perform that musically to somebody, all of a sudden it needs to be real. Well, so, it, it's not to say I'm going to let everybody else talking a second here but it's not to say that it doesn't work because we open for all those guys still so it worked but there was a lot of people that walked away and started just listening to led zeppelin classic rock after that shit took over Sorry, Chuck gets to get the microphone now. I, w- I was gonna say, howdy, y'all. I don't, I don't necessarily think it's about necessarily the content because it's like Jimi Hendrix and even Chris Cornell talk about how they right. would just use their imagination to paint a picture for somebody. And I think it's just more about the authenticity of your emotion and how you actually uh, feel. Like, how does the music actually make you really feel, and how does it move you? Well, there is something this- for actually getting on the stage because if you write a poem or you write a piece of literature that's fiction has no basis on reality whatsoever you don't necessarily have to see your audience no but if, if they it's, get the book you're not even there but when you're on stage you're actually face to face with that yeah well and the thing on stage is are you really being open is it really Possible. is this song really showing a piece of you are you really being open is it really yeah. it's 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 like like do people believe what you're selling yeah right you know are you, be, are you being real and that's the problem with most new bands you know tell you like it is uh, well, Kiefer, I'll tell you best, like it is. My truck's better than yours. <laughs> Faster, stronger, better. Built Ford Tough. <laughs> That's a perfect place to stop it right there. Thank you, guys.
The Liquid Conversations podcast is brought to you by Dirtbag Clothing. Wear it till it stinks.